0: Welcome to the Every Day is a New Day podcast and live show. The inspirational show about moving forward and choosing to be more of you. Transmuting the self-doubt and stepping into courageously aligned confidence in who you uniquely are. My name is Kim O'Neill. I'm a twice-certified transformational confidence coach, Reiki master, best-selling author, and former crime analyst, who now helps empathic, heart-centered individuals shatter the noise of self-doubt, find clarity on what self-love really looks like, and the courage to be peacefully grounded in who you've always known you are from the inside out. Join me for the live shows on Facebook and YouTube, and visit kimonealcoaching.com for more info. Let's get to it. All right, and welcome to another episode of the Every Day is a New Day show. Once again, so happy to be here with you today. Feel free to go ahead and say hello down in the comments, wherever you are viewing this. Whether you are with us live or on the replay, I love to connect with you and hear what your takeaways and your ahas are throughout the show. And before we do anything else, we're going to go ahead and... Shake off yesterday, shake off two minutes ago, shake off five hours ago, shake off 10 years ago, whatever you might be carrying around with you that feels heavy, feels old, feels stale, whatever's getting in the way of you enjoying your present moment. Remember that every day is a new day. Every moment is a new moment. And one of the best things you can do for yourself is to bring yourself into that present moment. So that you can be fully in your power, fully embodied, enjoying the now, and then also being the best you out in the world. As the world is so privileged to be able to have you in it today. So, hello again. And I'm gonna go ahead and start to introduce uh today's guest. I actually was gonna share a quote first. So actually, let me first revert back to my quote. So the quote we're going to use for today is, and I love this one because of today's topic. Our quote today is by Ram Das, and it's, unconditional love really exists in each of us. It is part of our deep inner being, and that's by Ram Das. Okay, and I'm curious, I'm curious to hear t- today's guest's uh, thoughts on that quote, so just a heads up to him. Before we bring him on, let me go ahead and share a little bit about today's guest with you. Today's guest is, oh my goodness, and I did the one thing, Arno... it's Arno and I'm going to allow him to pronounce his last name. So Arno is the CEO and founder of Imagine Evolution, where he helps women and men in the C-suite elevate and sometimes even save their relationship without ever involving their partner. He is a couples coach who doesn't work with couples, but rather empowers individual executives to create a successful relationship, even if their partner doesn't want to change. As a former international corporate engineer that transitioned into business coaching, he often saw that through helping his corporate clients in their individual lives, their relationships often improved as well. Today, he's going to talk to us about executive relationship coaching, love languages, and of course, that link between how changing yourself changes your relationship. And so with that, Arno, welcome to the show, Arno.
1: Hey Kim, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Uh, and I also shook everything off as you were saying that. So it's <laughs> really nice. Thank you for having me. And I love the good. Coach.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, good. Okay. Before we get any further, please pronounce your last name for everyone. So we say it correctly. So
1: it's, it's German and uh, it's it's pronounced Koch, but uh, I, I, I say Koch. on a coach. The coach Koch. also has a good ring to it.
0: It's- and I, I thought about that you know release yeah you could do some play on words with that one so arno koch yeah. koch, koch
1: koch would be the ger- koch. german pronunciation yeah
0: okay okay yeah. arno koch okay so. Okay, Arne, so you know, would you then, Ila, I would love to hear your added thoughts on this. So let's go back to the quote that I just shared. Unconditional yeah. love really exists in each of us. It is part of our deep inner being. We're talking about executive relationship coaching that is really about the executive themselves and how it impacts their relationships. And how do you see this quote applying to some of that?
1: So first of all, unconditional love. Um, love is unconditional appreciation right? It's, it's very unromantic to, to call it that, but love and appreciation, um, you can use those words even even exchangeably. Uh, the guy who wrote The Five Love Languages, um, Gary Chapman also wrote another book, The Five Languages of Appreciation in the Workplace, which is a very powerful book. I love that book too. Um, so, uncondition- so love is unconditional. Appreciation in relationships needs to be unconditional. And it really does exist in each of us. And a lot of people have the have the the, the 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 think that the people in their lives that they love bring the love to their life, and if one of them dies or leaves, there's less love in their life. But it's not true. The people that we love just reveal the love that is inside of us anyway. And mm-hmm. when they leave, we can still go back and think of those moments. I'm getting goosebumps right now as I'm sharing yeah. this because I really believe it. <laughs> For example, when I think of my grandfather, he died in 20, 2014, long life, 96 years old. When I think of him, I don't think of sadness. I think of the beautiful memories that we had together. And I remember those, those moments of love and gratitude and, and beautiful memories that were revealed to me in those moments. And now I have those, those revelations inside of me that I can tap into anytime. And we talk a lot about trauma. We talk about emotional baggage. And what we don't talk about a lot is those beautiful memories. Most people don't even have a word for those. I call them emotional treasures that we can tap into whenever we like to to adjust our emotional state.
0: I love that. I, I agree. This was really hitting home for me too. That was beautiful. Um, I want to go ahead and say a quick hello to our live viewers. Let us know in the comments, how did you, how did you just hear everything that arno just shared hello to helene good to see you with us and i see tanya is also with us she says shaking it girl okay i'm glad tanya good 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 um oh i'm sorry that was corey corey and uh so good to see you all here with us let us know in the comments how you are you know how you're hearing what's being shared today i know there's a lot more goodness here and i'm really really grateful for that so okay arno let's get into um some specific questions that I have for you in regards to executive relationship coaching. And I want I want you to first talk a little bit more about how can a person change their relationship by changing their self?
1: Very good question. Um, most of our behaviors depend on our environment. Something happens in our environment and it makes us feel a certain way and it makes us respond a certain way. Um, And our partner is part of our environment. So what they do makes us feel something. Um, And depending on how we respond to that will make them feel something. So as I act as part of my partner's environment, it triggers a response from them. And when I start acting differently, when I do new empowered things, when I communicate in a new empowered way, when I express more love, more gratitude, more appreciation, then their environment changes and they have to respond to a new environment. And that only is appropriate if they if they change. And if they're a good person, if they love you, that must be a positive change that elevates the relationship.
0: That's what I hear... There are a lot of elements in that, but what I really hear is really bringing a person back to, again, being present with themselves and understanding their own inner value, because that's powerful what you just said, talking about how when they choose to shift, they change the environment, which then can have a reciprocal effect, of course, on the people in the environment. That's powerful. That's, I mean, and that's every single person. Every single person has that power they can choose to tap into or not either way
1: absolutely and uh, always remember a, a relationship is a co-creation right it's not that that yeah. the relationship is suddenly your own responsibility like 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 there's a 500 pound anvil weighing you down but as it's a co-creation you have full responsibility for the part you're playing
0: so okay before we move on to our next question oh, i i love that you help re- I love that you help executives with this kind of stuff. I don't want to make any assumptions, but are there ever any times when you encounter working with an executive on this subject and you encounter their ego getting in the way of some of this?
1: Yes. So, so I remember, I remember one person that, that in in the very first start of, of working together, They were hoping for their partner to come around, yeah. Because the executive is, uh, by virtue of of their lifestyle and everything, a successful person who has figured a lot of things out, and they do have figured a lot of things out. But it can lead to a bit of contempt. It can lead to a a feeling or or notion of, of, of superiority, and I don't mean that in a negative sense. Because it's also a matter of confidence, right? When you when right. you're confident in in um, your beliefs, in in how you how you, how you conduct yourself, in your ways, you, you express that, and that that confidence can also be perceived as as conflicted. But in a relationship, you want be in a relationship of two leaders, right? And and a good leader is a good follower. And for me, that was very counterintuitive for most of my life. I was like, no, the leader is the person who tells other people what to do. No, that's a boss. A leader is a good follower. And I only understood that when I learned that a good leader of self gives themselves instructions and follows them. If you give yourself instructions and you don't follow them, then your instructions to yourself are worth nothing. And people will notice that that's what you're doing and that that will reflect and and respond and then the second stage is doing that in your relationship leading where you have the, the 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 knowledge and following where the other person has the knowledge and as you two humans with different lives there are there is knowledge in different areas and acknowledging that and following them in those areas is not undermining but is promoting your your um your leadership acknowledging your confidence and self-confidence and self-esteem
0: i love how you brought it back home to who to a person not following their own advice can come back to them undermining their own advice well clearly obviously it's yeah and, and another thing i want to say is you know I, I brought in ego into this i just want to say Everybody has ego. Ego can show up whether you're an executive or not. <laughs> but I just I I could see how exactly what you just described, right? A person who's already in a position of leadership, um, it may be easier to fall into this assumption that, well, no, I'm the leader. I'm the successful one. They need to follow my lead. They need right. What I say goes. Versus um, a partnership. A, you know, a partnership isn't. I'm going to dominate you. It's we're going to work together. And 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 so anyway. So I love that. Thank you for answering that question. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and two leaders make a power couple, right? And two bosses that. make a power struggle. So you don't want that.
0: Oh, that's a good one right there. Okay. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more now about what does it mean to communicate effectively with yourself and others and what it doesn't mean? We kind of, I feel like we mm. kind of touched, started to go into that direction, but what else yeah. can you share
1: with us? Effective communication does not mean Efficient communication. There is no such thing as efficient communication, um, and Stephen Covey describes that in his his books, book, book the, the the Seven Habits of of Very Successful People, um, where he he describes his son who wanted to break up with his girlfriend and and uh, wanted to do that in fifteen minutes, and it took two hours. You can be effective, but it depends on the other person, on on yeah. how you. How, how, how good the re- rapport is, how you listen to them, how you understand them, and then convey your message in a way that they can understand it and, and cater it to them. And it also, and even then, it still likely needs to sink in and take a while and maybe need to be repeated. Um, we, we think when something's said, it's out there, it's known, and now everybody needs to act. But even when we watch a movie or read a book, we only comprehend 20 to 30%. And that's the same in conversations. That's why I love to, to re-listen to podcasts, or why I love to, to read books or listen to books on Audible, because it's a chore for me to reread books, but re-listening to books while I while I do gardening, go with a go for a walk or drive in my car, that's easy and that increases my comprehension. So effective communication is being patient and repeating what you said and and giving the other person time that it sinks in. And what, yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, no, yeah, okay, thank you. I love that you uh, shared that as an example because, I mean, think about that for for everyone listening today. Think about that. If you were in a a committed relationship and someone decides they're going to break up with you in 15 minutes, um, number one, that would not be fun on the receiving end. But also, I want to talk about the person who's who's thinking they're going to conduct that kind of conversation in that way. Um, You know, everything's possible, right? Everything's possible. Sure, you could do that. But would you want that done to you? I mean, like, that's just simply another way to look at it. Would you want that done to you? And, and for all of our law of attraction fans out there, right? Like what we put out at some point, then you were likely to receive that back. So that's just a great example of,
1: yeah, a great example. So continue. And another thing that effective communication is, is changing the likelihood that something happens effective communication is not a magic trick that makes the other person do what you want that would be manipulation but it shifts the odds so for example and my favorite example is 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 my son of course i love to use my kids as examples but when he was about about one to two years old he was climbing up things that he wasn't supposed to climb on and i would tell him to stop and he would pause for a moment and then he would continue and at some point i noticed when i told him to climb down Now I was shifting his focus from where he wanted to go to where I wanted him to go, and it increased the likelihood that he would do that. I would still have to repeat it, but now he would listen. Before that, his focus would still be on up, 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 and I could just say stop whatever I like. So it's shifting the odds. It's shifting the likelihood and being okay with that and knowing that.
0: That's another great example. I mean, that's also about the power of words, about how, you know, we think we're saying one thing when we say stop climbing up, but your usage of the word up is emphasizing up. Excellent. Excellent. Well, you know, you really want them to come down say climb down. Excellent. I love it. Love it. Okay. Let's take a quick look at the comments. I see something in here. Oh, hello. Betty has joined us. She says she's a little late. She watched the replay. Betty, you're right on time. Always right on time. Good to have hey, you Betty. here. And where was the other one? I saw Helene saying, my ego is dancing in life with joy of the love I have in me. That Well, that sounds wonderful, Helene. Sounds I love that. Okay. So Arno, the next topic I have for you is all about the love languages. And now a, a lot of our viewers are are somewhat familiar with that. Um, but what I love is what you're going to share with us is the beauty of them and also Dun dun dun! Their potential toxicity,
1: <laughs> mm. and so
0: I'd I'd love for you to share more about that.
1: Yeah, appreciation showing appreciation is one of the foundations of a healthy relationship, and and really keeping that up, focusing, doing it intentionally and and consciously, showing appreciation every single day, um, elevates the relationship, and stopping to do that or being less fair about it. Uh, gets the relationship kind of in maintenance mode right it just just trickles along and and just just moses along but and, and then you wonder at some point uh i fell out of love or you you your partner says i fell out of love and and it's it's a huge shock right, right. but um but love is not only a noun it's also a verb to love someone who loves who feels love expresses that in certain ways and when you go and pinpoint and go into the weeds of what that person did you might be like but that's not love no but the overall expressions of love all those things coming together are what means love and i sometimes say um i, I believe in cause and effect but i don't know always what comes first when i stop expressing love i feel it less and my partner feels it less so when oh, i start expressing love more then I feel it more and they feel it more. And the five love languages are a great tool to get into that when I want to understand, but, but what is that? And, and how does my partner understand appreciation? So, so the five love languages, just, just for, for, for the listeners, touch, gifts, quality time, words of appreciation, and acts of service are very, very powerful ways to do that. But then there's also a toxicity to it because after that conversation about the love language has taken place, now you expect that your partner now does that the information has been dispensed (laughs) they know now and now they need to do and again effective communication it doesn't work that way it doesn't work that way so that conversation needs to be kept alive and and talked about a couple of times and every single piece of advice in the in, in the relational relationships goes full circle and that means I express what my love language is. I hear what their love language is. So now I express their love language, their love language. I express myself in a way that I know makes them feel loved. And when they express themselves using their love language, which is not mine, I can now consciously comprehend and know what they're doing is expressing love. It goes both ways. I can have that conversation with my partner or not. It is about what I do with it. I express it, and I understand theirs better. If they express mine better, also even better, of course, beautiful. But I have a, I have leverage in both ways. And the toxicity comes in when one partner says, "Hey, could you do this and that for me?" And the partner says, "Ah, oh, yeah, I can. I can do that. Maybe in ten minutes, not right now." And they say, "Well, but my love language is act of service." so you don't love me right and now you twist it in a toxic way and try to use it to to have your partner do and manipulate your partner by making them feel a negative way and and if you misuse the love languages like that um that's a toxicity that you can take out of the relationship very easily by really taking responsibility for for how you express yourself and how you perceive it and again changing likelihoods What do you,
0: do you notice any patterns in that learning curve of learning to understand someone else's love language and then being able to act in that way for another person? So if one person is, is words of affirmation, another person is acts of service, you know, do you notice it it being really hard for people who have, um, words of affirmation as a love language to be able to start to do more acts of service or anything like that? Just
1: curious. It it can be really hard. It can be really hard. And I think the easiest way to express that is, is by talking about myself, things that I struggled with. For example, gifts meant nothing to me. So knowing that gifts mean a lot to my wife, and knowing how to utilize that, understanding that language and how to speak it, stopping at Starbucks on the way home and bring her a, a pumpkin spice latte, and then being rewarded. With her jumping up and, and and hugging me, being so happy, and I'm like, "But I just brought a coffee home." But but no, and, and, and embracing that, right? Or being in the supermarket and going like, "Oh, I haven't brought flowers home in a while." So doing those little gifts, right? It doesn't need to be a big thing, although a big thing also really help do that. Um. Or words of appreciation, um, expressing gratitude, for example, which is a form of appreciation, expressing gratitude for things that are absolutely normal. Do you think um, it's, it's, quote, unquote, it's their damn job to do that. It's their duty to do that. I don't need to thank them, right? I'm doing good things as well. And you would like to be thanked for that as well. And Arno, you can't can overdo can you... gratitude.
0: Arno, can you repeat just a little bit of what you said? There was some audio... Uh, fuzziness in there. I just want to make sure everyone catches that. Cause I can tell what you just said was really awesome.
1: <laughs> just, which, which part, which part I, just,
0: just, just, just the last part. And now I can't even think of a, of a catch word that you just said, um, just the last <laughs> little part you, you, you already talked about how it doesn't have to be a big gift. It can be something yeah. small. And then you started okay. to talk about something else.
1: Yeah. Words of appreciation, showing gratitude, expressing gratitude. Um, even for things that are their quote unquote damn job or their duty, right? And being okay with them saying that, you know, how often does someone express gratitude to you and you go like, oh that was nothing? Not for that, it's fine. No, but but acknowledging it and taking it in and also expressing it because I noticed I was not expressing that gratitude for everyday things. And I was feeling weird when gratitude was expressed. And I was I was, uh, h- h- how do you say? I-, I was ignoring this part of a relationship that can really elevate it, that can really have a mm-hmm. positive influence. And I was not acknowledging it and I was not utilizing it. And it-, it made a big difference when I started to do that. So really learning those things, it, it is a learning process. And we need to be patient with with our partners um, in-, in-, in doing that. And again, communicate effectively with, with patients and-, and repeating ourselves.
0: Thank you for repeating that. I think that was worth hearing again. So I appreciate that. Um, Hello, we have Carolyn, who's also joined us today. Good to see you, Carolyn. She's saying, I love myself more every day. Kudos to you, Carolyn, because that can be one of the hardest things sometimes. In fact, I love this. Let's, Let's talk about this a little bit. So What do you notice with executives in in really wanting to improve their relationship and then realizing that it comes back to them and their own degree of self-love and how they're able to love themselves? Do you find that that tends to be more of a challenge for them? I think it is for a lot of people, actually, whether you're an executive or not, to love yourself.
1: Yeah, it it is. A part of that is, I mean, expressing gratitude appreciation is also exercising self-love because when you contribute to someone else's well-being you feel good about yourself and you can start feeling in in terms of what's this person's responsibility what's that's re- person's responsibility and things getting more and more transactional and uh-huh. getting away from that that and transaction is business right and and relationship is reciprocity and really going back into just just giving and expressing appreciation and gratitude just for them being them Mm. and not as a validation for something. So, um, for example, I, I remember I would be in the supermarket, think of buying flowers and then not buy them because my partner did something that I didn't appreciate. And I thought and I construed or misconstrued that if I did something nice now it would validate the thing they did that I didn't like, which is completely insane, right? Yeah. But uh, but really really um, appreciating them as a, as a person, and that and as an executive, I often don't have a lot of time. I have a lot of things to to, to juggle, and it's often about sounds very transactional again. Loving smarter and not harder, right? Because if you know their love language, if you know what your partner appreciates, you can do those things a couple of times a day and not exhaust yourself doing other things. And you can find those those oases. I
0: I think that word transaction is a really good word. And it's leading me to think about. people who fall into workaholism i i am a former workaholic myself you know you it can become such a habit to be such a workaholic and then so transactional and i'm just thinking about people who may think that like well okay i want my relationship relationship to be better you know what can i do i just want to do something to fix it but yet still not fully connecting with their emotions in a way that's authentic to really add that connection to the relationship. I don't know. There's something about that that like I'm wanting to bring up. Is there anything that comes up for you as I just kind of bring that up?
1: Yeah, it's it's uh, connecting with self means having having a word for the emotions that you have. Mm, and yes. uh, I've worked with people who don't have words for certain emotions. So there's a there's a thing called wheel of emotions. You can Google that. There there're plenty of them to to find online and that can help to identify your emotions and putting your emotions to words saying how you feel even silently to yourself can bring a lot of clarity already and, and connect with yourself and also telling your partner how they feel asking your partner how they feel not telling them how they feel because you can also do that and if it's true and if they like it you're golden it's okay but most of the time we're not so so asking something like it seems like you're frustrated about something right now showing Hey, I'm, I, I'm not mansplaining to you uh, how you feel, but I might be wrong. Um, and I have thought about it, I thought about it, I thought about it, and it seems to me, so I put some effort in, and moving that time outside of you, like you're problem because you feel angry, or I'm the problem because I, I see you as angry, but you have a valid feeling of frustration about something that had happened out there. And then you can talk about that. And it's the same with yourself that's um and that that's that helps a lot to get in touch w- with self and then you can express that right otherwise you just you're just vaguely angry and the other person doesn't know why and you even don't know don't know it yourself great point uh so
0: sorry i just got a notification on my computer so <clears throat> Arno, a great topic. I love all of this. I um, and I'm a big fan of the emotions wheel as well. As well, that's also something I use with my clients, having to really get to the space where they can identify them and understand them better and feel them. Being, you know, so much. So, Arno, we are nearing the end of today's show. Uh, I want to go ahead and share with everyone where they can connect with you. Uh, your website, ImagineEvolution.com, and that's Imagine dash evolution.com hyphen evolution.com um, would you like to tell people a little bit more about how they can connect with you and what happens when they visit your website things like that
1: yeah that website is is a great source of information uh, to learn a little bit more about myself um, I also have an, an Instagram account underscore Arnold Koch um, underscore Arno Koch Uh, or LinkedIn Arno Koch and just in general googling Arno Koch uh, brings up a lot of a lot of contact possibilities for me on the first page and uh, I'm not quite sure if we just lost Kim here um so on my website there there are sources I like I got through um there's um there's a, a, a forgiveness meditation, which is really powerful based on the whole oponopono forgiveness process of the natives in Hawaii. There's, there's a blog. Um, and I think I hear Kim again. I think I don't. So, oh, goodness. you're back. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Talk about ugh, unplanned, that's for sure uh sorry about that thank you thank you i did not realize that the show was continuing on i'm so glad to know that um okay so you shared with everyone where to connect with you (laughs) yeah
1: i tried to fill it yeah it was it was actually actually funny you were like and then you were gone
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh okay um so Arno thank you so much for being here today. Um, This was I I absolutely love topics that deal with uh, relationships and of course the individual and how important it is to love yourself be aligned in your own power and and all of that. Um, Because it's not just for you it's for those around you too and that's so key for people to know so so. Thank you for being here today. Do you ha- I know you already spoke, but do you have any um I don't know, if you have any final words you haven't you didn't already use in the time you were filling up for me a moment ago. I just
1: I just wanted to say it uh, one more time. Every day is a new day. I just wanted to say it and every day is a new day in your relationship. We choose mm-hmm. each other every single day. In in the world of Tinder, Bumble, all those things, a next relationship is just around the corner and that you choose to be in your relationship to work for your relationship, to invest in your relationship, that you're going a, lo- a long ways already. And uh, I hope you make that choice many, many, many more days.
0: I love that. Thank you for adding that. That was that was really wonderful. All right. Arno Koch, thank you for being here today. It was a pleasure. And thank you. Um, I'm going to go ahead and drop you back down into the lobby, and then I'll see you in just a couple of minutes uh, after I close out the show.
1: Absolutely. So. Thank you. You're welcome.
0: All right. So thank you again to everyone who's been with us live today. And of course, to all of our replay viewers and audio listeners, let me know down in the comments, what are you taking away from today's conversation? I see we have a comment right here right now. Helene is saying, I know that every day is a new day and I am blessed to know it. Yes, you are. And thank you, Helene. Yes, I am back. (laughs) Thank you for everyone being here today and watching today's show. I hope that you found value in it. There were so many nuggets and, uh, truly if my computer hadn't completely cut me off, I would have taken the show a little further, but we want to just make sure that we get to close properly today. So (laughs) we're going to close out again, as Arno was, was emphasizing every day is a new day in your relationship. It's every day is a new day in, you know, your own self-practice. Maybe you're in that place of cultivating, what does it mean to love myself? How do I how do, I do this? What does this mean to, to be more of myself? Things like that. Every day is a new day. So it's not about perfection, it's about progress. And that I find can be very helpful to people who are in positions of power, leadership, things like that, remember that. There's always something more to learn, regardless of where we are in life. There's always something more to learn, always more room to grow. And that's what makes you such an amazing leader. So remember that every day is a new day, regardless of what happened yesterday. It doesn't have to happen today. And wherever you were yesterday, it does not have to, I'm botching my whole phrase. I don't know what's with all the little, if there's little, there's stuff happening today, isn't there? And it's all good. So thank you again for being here. Have an amazing day and I'll see you all next time.